Jake Riccardi kicking three goals. Absolutely sensational in the Giants' 24-point win over St Kilda yesterday. And he's been good enough to give us some of his time. Jake, welcome to Crunch Time. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Not a problem at all. Thanks for joining us. I was there yesterday as a neutral fan and I was looking around. It was probably a split of 90% St Kilda, Mm. 10% Giants fans to be on the on the safe side there. Uh, how was it playing out there, Jake? Yeah, I think the 10%, 10% would be generous. To yeah. Be honest, but, um, <laughs> it was, uh, no, it was honestly, it was unreal. It was definitely the biggest crowd I've played in front of. And, um, yeah, I mean, the same supporters, though, obviously up and about, being their first final at the G in a while. But, yeah, it was definitely um, really good atmosphere and one that I'm going to remember forever. If there was a soundtrack to yesterday, <laughs> I think I'd call it the sound of silence because Ooh. you guys did such a good job at nullifying the St Kilda crowd early. Was that spoken about? Um, I mean, well, I mean, a little bit, I guess. For us, it's almost a bit of a regular thing these days. We obviously play a lot of games where we're going to be facing a crowd that are going to be have a lot of big supporter base and we probably won't have too many. Um, and to be honest, yesterday, it almost felt like it was our most most crowd we've had in a while at an away game. So in a way, I guess we kind of faced that a fair bit throughout the year. I remember playing against Geelong down at Simmons and um, sorry, Continue Park and um, it was almost a similar vibe where it was just, you know, 95% of the stadium was filled with them. So I guess it was spoken about a little bit, but, yeah, I mean, our uh, practice throughout the year against those kind of situations kind of held us in good stead, I reckon. Jake, Tom Morris here. Well done on yesterday and well done on your season and well done on re-signing a few weeks ago. Your manager, Scotty Lucas, walked into the studio with, with streamers and balloons. <laughs> he was so excited, the fact that you decided to stay despite some interest from some other clubs. But... I want to ask you specifically about the Giants' turnaround. You've won 10 of your last 12. I think it's clearly the turnaround of the season, given that you were 3-7 and seven and staring down the barrel of maybe even a bottom five or bottom six finish. What's been the difference? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. A lot of people ask that. And they, you know, it was, it was almost that game in Geelong that I mentioned before where we had a really good win. And from there, I think we've won, you know, like you said, it's been 11 wins or 12 wins, whatever it is, and a couple of losses. Um to be honest with you, I'm not entirely sure what has created the turnaround to be so significant that it was almost like a flip of a coin and we've turned around so so much. But I guess the base was always set and King is, throughout the preseason, um, it was such a good coach in the way that he set up our, what he wants from our game plan, what he wants from us as you know, people, not just on and off the field. Um, and I guess maybe with a bit of confidence and the base set throughout all those months of training, it kind of allowed us to build from there. And I think once we got a few big scalps, like at the time we beat, you know, Geelong, like I mentioned, and then even Adelaide later on in the year over there and a couple other big wins along the way, I reckon the confidence in the group really grew. And I think now we've gone to the point where we've been in this situation for a long time now where we get put an opponent in front of us and we just got to, you know, put that kind of saying of why not us and why can't we be the ones to do it? So, yeah, I mean, I guess the belief that he's building in the group has been really significant for all of us, I reckon. Jake, congratulations on the win, mate. 14 Thanks, wins buddy. at 11 <laughs> different grounds. Mm. Does that mean anything? I mean, we're interested in it. We think yeah. it's remarkable. Does it mean anything to you as a group? Does it help? Yeah, I reckon, well, I think not, in, not only us, but I reckon teams that um, maybe we play against even might even look at that and go, you know, when you travel, it's obviously a bit different when you play at home. So, But for us, it's almost as if we prefer to travel. So I guess... We can have that confidence knowing that if we've got, well, we won't have a home game for the rest of the year now anyway, but when we do travel, we've got that routine down pat. We know what it takes to go on the road and win. And for us, I think it's just that recognition that, you know, this isn't fine waters. We're here and we know what to do when we travel. So, and then I guess, yeah, other teams looking in, they might 
think, oh, you know, they've got to go on the road again, but we'll, we'll be on the road for a long time. It's the way we play, so we'll just get on with it. Well, I certainly think it was a thing for St Kilda yesterday, having only played there twice this year, yeah. having played so much at Marvel. I think they certainly yeah. would have much preferred to have been at Marvel rather than the G. Do you play the grounds any differently, Jake? We were chatting yesterday prior to the game around Cadinia Park being so narrow, of which mm. you referenced and you won there, and then the G being almost circle. a circle. Mm. Do you adjust your game style accordingly, or it is what it is, and it comes to all grounds exactly the same? Uh, oh, there is a bit of it is what it is to it, but I think King has, in our pre-game, mentioned a few just little things that he thought, you know, obviously come from Richmond and having such success there. He obviously knows quite a bit about how to win there, and just, you know, nothing... That was groundbreaking, but I guess the G is a bit of a different ground to others. I mean, there's obviously different shapes and sizes, but the G is obviously so round and big that it's just there's going to be a few different elements, I think, on defence, which you just, I think, you thought, obviously, St Kilda being such a good marking team, um, just to really make sure we're on top of that. I guess, personally, for me, I've played there a couple of times, and I do find that when you get out wide, you can be stuck out there a bit, which I've tried to not do as much when I play there, and... I feel like if you go out wife searching for a lead, you're going to miss out on one that goes over you. So, yeah, just have that in the back of the mind a little bit too. You mentioned Adam Kingsley. Even though he's a first-time finals coach, you referenced he's an extremely experienced assistant coach who has been part of premierships. Was there anything that he spoke about during the week from that time at Richmond that you thought, okay, that's really interesting or something that the team was able to take into the game? Um. I reckon, not so much this week, but I always find interesting stories with him. Um, he always makes reference when we're talking about our reserve side at the moment, and um, a few of those boys, who they're playing in some 12v12 type games against the Swans boys up here, and he always just keeps reminding them pretty regularly that, um, you know, he's got stories like, you know, your Jacob Townsend, your Jack Grahams, them kind of guys who, you know, they were not in the side for a majority of the year, but things change very quickly, and all of a sudden... You know, you're going to be asked upon, you've got to be ready. So there's not anything that's come to mind of late that he said in drawing back from his times at uh, Richmond and all that. But, yeah, they're the ones that really stick out. And I think it's a really important message for all that group to just, you know, you might not feel like you're in the side at the moment and you, maybe you're not, but to keep going about it the right way and you'll find yourself, you could find yourself in and be prepared for it. We're speaking to GWS forward Jake Riccardi, fresh off three goals yesterday in his side's thrilling victory over St Kilda. Now, for those who are attentive listeners of Sunday Crunch Time, mm. they'll know that we have a low-key obsession with Toby Green. Not low-key, Sarah. <laughs> the opposite of low-key, yeah, perhaps. You are, are you hiding behind a wee, Sarah? Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm a coward. <laughs> but, um, that up, I'd coward. like to talk about the other Green, Tom Green. Is he just built for finals? Yeah, well, he is my housemate. I'm very close oh. to him, so it's going to pain to say that he's built for finals. <laughs> very good, Tom. He's a very good player. Um, is he next to you right now? He's not. He just left the car. <laughs> we, we just got brekkie together. Did he kick one down he your throat kick. yesterday too? One of your goals was from his centre he's, clearance? He's, I can't, yeah, I can't be too... I've got to give him a bit here because he's <laughs> um, he helped me out a bit yesterday. But honestly, um, I feel like with him, I don't really talk too much footy and whatnot, so I almost forget how good of a player he actually is, but... A lot of the time I look back on the games and I just think, wow, he's actually a bit of a freak. Like mm. He's only played 50, 60 games and, you know, he's for long, long, not the, most part of the year he's dominated our midfield and gets 30 to 40 touches every week. And, you know, I think yesterday was a good little showing, especially down in Melbourne. I feel like sometimes we're a bit um, isolated up here in Sydney, but it was nice, I think, for him especially that he got that big game 
in front of a big crowd in Melbourne to show everyone how good he really is. Can you tell us what happened with Stephen Canelio's eye? He was a late withdrawal from the game. Yeah, well, it was just um, it was an incident. I didn't actually see it because it was a part of the pun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, apparently, there was an incident with footy, and I don't know, hit him in the eye, and I don't think there wasn't much to it. But yeah, obviously, Cogs wasn't feeling 100, percent so they just thought it probably the best to um, not play. I think. Yeah, that's as much as I knew. It was we didn't really hear too much too much about it till before the game, but. Yeah, I think he should be fine for this week um, after all that anyway, though. Yeah, that's what Adam Kingsley said, Sarah, that he should be okay for the week coming up. But an unusual injury and one that you don't want to yeah. mess around with given what's happened with Mason Cox and other mm. players around the league when they get a poke in the eye. But I think this was a ball in the eye, which was slightly different. Slightly unusual, a bit of mm. blurred vision. Mm. So Port Adelaide is what awaits you and the GWS Giants, Jake. I'm sure you sat down and watched the game last night. I'm just looking at a replay on our TV now. A fair bit of carnage down back for Port. Yeah. I mean, were you licking your lips a little bit at that? <laughs> no, I've learned too many lessons these days that uh, you can't be thinking that way. Good shout. I've got that. Uh, yeah, I've thought that in the past, but honestly, they're just a very, very formidable opponent. And um, yeah, despite a few injury clouds they might have, um, I know they're going to be throwing 110% at us. And I'm really looking forward to getting down to Adelaide and have another big game against them. They obviously touched us up last time. I think we lost by about 10 goals. So um, we definitely need to work on a few things from then and, you know, set the base early in the week and go from there. Jake, best of luck and good luck next weekend. Thanks for joining us. No, nah, thanks, guys. Thank you.